This edition of the Cliff Notes Podcast is brought to you by Tolly and Associates, Bard's Roofing, Adams Bar and Grill, David Jid Showbrill, Robin Stacy Studer, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, The High Ho Bar and Grill, Weaver Overhead Door, Scott Hudson of Reese Nichols Eyed Capital Realty, Chad and Kay Lewis, Miljavik Electric, Aaron and Josh Perry, Janelle Glidewell of Lightstar Financial, JC's Hardwood Floors, Ingalls Plumbing, Musser Construction, and the Hicks and Klein Funeral Home LLC. Thank you guys so much for your contribution and support of the podcast. Now on to tonight's show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Clifton's Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooms. On the way back from Fairfax, Missouri, as uh, we t- uh, myself and um, the Grand River Conference's Jeremy Benson took part in some Fairfax tournament action. And Jeremy, you want to say hello to everybody real quick? Um, How's everybody doing? Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, Jeremy and I are going to talk more about the Fairfax um, tournament here in just a few minutes, but... The big story of the day in the podcast coming um, in the national signing world is um, Lafayette senior wrestler Jay Griner signed his letter of intent um, Monday afternoon to wrestle for the University of Chicago. The 2022 Class 2 state champion and three-time state medalist made his decision official today as we had the opportunity to catch up with Jay after his big day signing with the University of Chicago. Uh, to start, what was it just about University of Chicago? Uh, everything. I mean, the atmosphere, academics, for sure. Um, you know, Chicago's been a dream of mine for a few years now. Um, I've been looking at them since, you know, eighth grade. And to even have this opportunity is incredible, and I'm, I'm truly blessed. I really am. And you said that you've been looking at them for a while now, and just when you got to write your name, just talk about the emotions that flooded through your body. It's almost undescribable. When a dream comes true, and, you know, stuff like that doesn't always get to happen, and I can't even explain the emotion that, that I felt, um, you know, to truly say that I'm going to go take, take my life in the direction of Chicago and try to change the world. It makes me emotional, you know? Talk about academics mattering to you. What are you What are you going to study there? So I'm, I'm torn between two right now, mm-hmm. computer science and business economics. Um, hopefully I can get kind of a mixture of the two, and that, that's what I'm leaning towards right now. I think there's quite a few people that know your story and just uh, everything you've been able to overcome just to get here to this moment. Can you just reflect back on your journey and just like the journey along the way to get to this moment today? Well... Surely it was a, is a lot of people, you know, um, even in, and I, I don't think this got mentioned in the, in the chat up there, but, you know, thinking back to school, St. Paul, um, where I went for, for middle school really helped change my life and academically and, you know, my father all through growing up, not only being a role model, but a coach, um, changing my life, you know, athletically. And it was it, you know, life goes in steps, and that's what I've learned. Um, it doesn't just happen. It takes time, and it's just, it's been a long road, and I, I thank everyone. I love everyone who, who helped me along the way, and truly, I do. When did you kind of know or kind of get the feeling that you wanted to go wrestling? Wrestling, I've loved wrestling since I was little. Um, you know, there have been ups and downs. I'm sure there is with every sport. Um, 
but wrestling was uh, something I knew I wasn't going to give away. Um, and you know, it didn't really hit till recently. Um, I'm high school's almost over, you know, and if I don't wrestle, it it ends. You know, I guess I could go be a coach or something, but I want to wrestle in college. I, I want to continue this. I mean, it's not too often that opportunity presents itself, and I took it. Obviously, it's been another good year for you, and the goal, I know, is to go back and get gold or at the very least medal, but how much of senior year has been what you described, just soaking it in, enjoying those moments, enjoying some of those, like, final varsity moments this year? Yeah. Uh, so senior night was a big one. Yeah. That one hurt. <laughs> um, it's just been – it's like every week something new, you know? And – as I said, I, I really didn't notice it, that it was over until just recently. So I'm kind of trying to make the most of it, um, working hard, um, even when I don't want to. Or if I'm like, you know, not feeling it today, I, I, I want to make the most of it no matter what. Huge thank you to Lafayette senior Jay Griner for not only joining us um, to talk about his big day, but a huge supporter of the podcast as well. Congratulations, Jay, on signing with the University of Chicago. Looking forward to getting to watch you on the mat here pretty soon as well. We also had the opportunity to catch up with um, Irish wrestling coach Josh Walters to talk about Jay's big day and what he's meant to the Fighting Irish Wrestling Program. Obviously, you know, um, big moment for um, big moment for Jay today. Um, just um, talk about um, just your emotions of just the, this whole day, this whole journey. Well, I've spent the last four years with this young man and his father, and we have grown to be very close. And this this young man, I, I couldn't say more. Like he is the nicest, the smartest, the most talented. I I just I have no words of how great this individual is now, and how great I think this individual will be in the future. And he's one of those where. I hope my, my son grows up to be just like him, and I hope all the kids around him really take in who he is and how he goes about his days and how hard he works to make these accomplishments you know, happen and just really become better by being around such a wonderful individual. You said it is hard to put into words what he's meant to this place, but I mean, when you see some of his numbers, like uh, his dad was telling us, twenty-seven straight pins, sixty-one wins last year, uh, thirty-two and zero this year. I mean, just see a guy produce video game-like numbers, like time and again. I mean, what does that say? It's just simply about his work ethic and his passion for the sport. And it's it's a work ethic that has been going on his entire life. Yeah. And it's you know a tribute to his father and how he has grown him in this sport, and a tribute to him how he is committed being so great and it's just I really think it comes from the top down and his father is amazing he has been an individual that has taught me how to be a better father and a better man to you know everyone that's around me and as well as a better coach and I just you know I give all the credit to Daddy Jay or we call him Big Jay okay what, what was this experience like just of helping him find University of Chicago because he talked to us about academics. They still doesn't know what he's going to study, but that was a big part for this university. Uh, as far as the experience goes, we were looking at a few other places, and it usually came down to where he can wrestle and where the wrestling room fit his personality and, and him best. And when University of Chicago reached out, it was almost like it was meant to be. 
he is, you know, top student and one of the best wrestlers in, that this state has ever seen. He's going to be holding four state re records before he leaves as a wrestler. And to watch it all unfold and, like, all the questions we were making before that University of Chicago, you know, approached him, when that happened, it was, it was almost like fate. Like, he was meant to be there. And even when that talk started happening and they they started talking about you know different situations and dad is going okay i don't know if this is going to work because this this and this and i just kept telling him god is meant to you know put him at university of chicago have faith that's where he's going to be and the same thing when he came to lafayette i i talked to him for a long time about where he was going to go he had like four places and i go i, I really think god is meant for him to be here and I, I think his his plan is, or his God's plan has been, you know, lived by by the Griner family. It's um, fun to watch. I think obviously, I think it's safe to say that Jay, Jay Griner has helped change the culture of Lafayette wrestling. Can you just talk about that and how it's trickled down to the rest of the roster of just how far this program has come over the past several years? Yeah, and when I when I first got a hold of this, I think it was five years ago, one year before Jay came in, um, there were young kids that wanted to learn. And then little Jay Griner and, and Big Jay, they both came into the program my second year. Um, they not only won, helped on wrestling knowledge and a character, but as far as work ethic goes, what it takes to be a great wrestler, day in, day out, what's your know what's your diet look like how much are you working out outside of the room what's your practice looks like when you're inside of the room and they just continuously that day in day out the kids see it every single day and they they just want to be more like him because he is he is great and anytime somebody is looking up to someone so great they just become better it just has happened that way also a huge thank you to Lafayette coach Josh Walters for joining the podcast as well Alrighty, let's go ahead. Let's talk some basketball now. So, um, like I said earlier at the beginning of the podcast, um, we're on our way back from Fairfax right now. I'm um, taking a part in some Fairfax tournament action. Um, first of all, I gotta t I gotta give some compliments to the gym. I'll tell you what. Um, not very many old school gyms I get to see in the area. I know a lot of times I cover a lot of um, bigger class schools, whether it's like class two, three, or four. Or sometimes we do have a Class 6 team in St. Joe as well. So I get to see a lot of newer gyms. But, you know, getting to see this gym in Fairfax I thought was um, pretty cool. I didn't, um, My pictures probably didn't turn out the best. Um, those are going to be posted either late Monday night or early Tuesday. Um, pictures may not turn out the best. But I think that's a really, really cool gym. Um, Jeremy, you want to offer him some thoughts on the Fairfax gym? And the hospitality was great as well. Yeah, the... Um I, I was talking to Clifton on the way up. Uh, it's probably the gym that I've been to the most road games uh, in my career, other than schools where I went to or my kids have gone to. I've been to that gym more than any other. I've been to a lot of games there. I've been to, I've been to the Fairfax tournament every year for probably at least the past 10 years. Um, love, love the tournament. It's one of my favorite tournaments to go to. And, um, yeah, the hospitality room's great, great too. Uh, probably burned my... Uh, uh, mouth on some of the soup. It was so hot, but it's really good. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's a great gym. One of my favorite tournaments to go to is the Fairfax tournament. Hey, listen, I'm not gonna lie. I'll tell you what, though, going to these tournaments, I'll tell you what. One thing I love 
is the hospitality remedy. A couple weeks ago, about a week and a half ago at LeBlanc, great hospitality room there for three days there for the LeBlanc Holiday Tournament. Let's talk about some basketball now. Um, the two St. Joe Christian games we're going to talk about. Um, let's talk about the boys game first. Um, St. Joe Christian played Fall City. I believe Fall City was actually winless heading into the game or maybe had one win, but um, Dave, they were the last seed of the tournament. I'll tell you what, they did not play like a last seed in this tournament to beat St. Joe Christian. Final score was 84 to 70. Um, Fall City actually had close to a 25, 27 point lead in the second half of that game. But then St. Joe Christian in the third and fourth quarter was able to claw back into the game, made some big time shots, made some big threes, um, forced some key turnovers there to get the, to kind of squeeze the margin a little bit closer there, but the final score of that game ended up being Fall City 84, St. Joe Christian 70. Um, Jeremy Benson, sir, you want to offer up your thoughts on the St. Joe Christian boys? Yeah, I know when they did the seeding, Fall City hadn't won. I I really don't know a lot about them, them being a Nebraska team, Uh, but when I was talking to uh, some of the coaches about the seeding, I think that's why Fall City got the number six seed, because they had not won a game at that point. I think they probably won some games since then, but um, you know they they came into this game as the, as the sixth seed, and there's only six teams in this tournament, so they were the low, they were the lowest seed. I, I was a little concerned about that from from St. Joe Christian standpoint uh, coming in. Uh, you know, there a lot of the other teams I think are are probably a little evenly matched. Uh, you know, South Holt had beaten Nottaway Valley. South Holt was five seed, Nottaway Valley the one seed. They'd beaten them earlier this year. And so, you know, I think I think this tournament there was, there was a lot of unknowns coming into this tournament, and that there was probably anybody could beat anybody. And so, when I came to this game, I really didn't know a lot about Falls City, um, and and so, you know, when they started this game, my first perception after probably about the first four minutes, I started thinking this is no number six seed. Um, they they could play they. Uh, they definitely could move the ball around. They they worked for a good shot. They did not even have any uh, three-pointers or free throws until the second half. Every single one of their points in the first half was a two-pointer, and almost every single one of them were in the paint. Uh, they may have had a couple outside of the paint, but they worked the ball in. They rebounded very well. Um, they started getting some outside shots in the, in the uh, second half, started getting some free throws. Uh, but they really were a, a very disciplined team, and they, they moved the ball well. Um, and they had one player. I can't remember what it was, number 21. I, I should have remembered his name, but uh, he ended up having a great game, uh, over 30 points, uh, had a slam dunk there towards the end. But they were a very talented team. Uh, St. Joe Christian boys, they were able to start putting some points on the board. They just got too far behind. The deficit got too big. Uh, and I think it was just a, you know, a, a, very, uh, a very tough game for them. Um, you know, they're, they're a young team, and I think sometimes uh, the game gets a little bit too big at the end of times. And I think, I think Fall City just was a little bit uh, more veteran team and, and just uh, was able to get out to a big lead that St. Joe Christian wasn't able to uh, – come back on. And St. Joe Christian's had some games where they have come back this year, but this one was just a little bit too big for them. Yeah, and usually I think for uh, for any time I've ever seen Fall City throughout the years, I know the Fall City used to be a frequent um, 
participant in the LeBlanc Holiday Tournament. I used to go to the LeBlanc Holiday Tournament every year um, back when I used to work at KQ2, and uh, always a great tournament there, always great seeing Fall City there. Fall City's always been a really solid basketball team, but St. Joe Christian will be looking to pick it back up, the boys, on Wednesday night as they host East Atchison. Let's talk about the girls now. Girls, a little bit better result um, tonight, um, defeating South Holt. Let me go and look and see here. I got the scores here in my notes here real quick. Uh, 69 to 41 was the um, final score in this game. So a um, little bit better result for St. Joe Christian here. Christian got out to a Christian got out to a big lead there in the um, first half. South Holt, um, third quarter, clawed it back, got it back within 10, but then St. Joe Christian was able to spread the lead out back again. So um, 69-41 was the final score here. Jeremy, just um, give me your thoughts on the St. Joe Christian girls. Um, when you say a little better result, I don't know if you mean better than the boys tonight or better than what the way the St. Joe Christian girls played on Friday night. Um, if if you don't know, the St. Joe Christian girls on Friday night scored 19 points. Uh, one of the worst performances that I've seen in a long time from them. Um, they went over 24 from three. The, Chloe Burnham went four for 26 on Friday night. Only had 11 points. You know she averages over 20 points a game. Um, it was it was just a one of it was a game where. They, they actually had good shots. They, they, they worked the ball well. They, they played well. It's just every single shot that seemed to go up couldn't go in. But tonight, one of the things that, that I think I saw from St. Joe Christian uh, that I'll give a lot of credit to Coach Patrick is um, they haven't started out a lot of games pressing. And I, I think tonight he started out pressing. I think it was to change it up a little bit. Uh, to get them some easy shots early on and to get them some momentum. They started out with a 7 nothing lead, uh, getting some uh, shots, uh, a couple off some steals. Uh, Chloe Burnham got uh, four easy points early on. And so I think they got the momentum uh, going early on. Uh, they had, uh, I believe, a 17-8 to uh, eight lead or something like that after the first quarter. Uh, they, they were able to extend that lead out to about 20 uh, at halftime. And, and as Clifton said, that South Holt was able to cut it to 10 in the third quarter, but right after they cut it to 10, St. Joe Christian went on a 14-0 run and never looked back from there. Uh, Chloe Burnham had 22 in the game. Uh, J.C. Jorgensen added 16. And, and one of the keys, J.C. JC uh, went out in the, in the first quarter of the game on Friday night, and so I think that was a big key uh, with her being out on Friday. And so her coming back in this game, uh, was big, uh, and so I think, uh, you know, I think St. Joe Christian girls, really, this was a big game to come back uh, and play after that really tough game on Friday night. They're going to have a really tough game. Maya Frudenthal was out sick tonight. Uh, they're really going to need her on Wednesday night because they've got Nottaway Valley. Um, St. Joe Christian has owned Nottaway Valley. They they have a, a long winning streak against Nottaway Valley slash West Nottaway. Um, it's, it's over 20 straight against them, but um, there's, they've been some really tight games lately, um, and um, I, I talked to the Nottaway Valley uh, assistant coach uh, after the game last time, and I, you know, I told him I, I, he, he said that he just wants to get St. Joe Christian one time, and and uh, you know, I, I told him I said I, th- I think that there's going to be a time where where the, her, his girls. Uh, finally beat St. Joe Christian. I don't know whether it'll be on uh, Wednesday, but there's been some really good battles between those two teams. 
and I and and they will be playing no, game number two of at least three and possibly four games this year uh, on Wednesday night in the Fairfax tournament. Alrighty, uh, other results from Fairfax include. Let's go into back out of the box score real quick. We are doing this live in the car here, so please keep that in mind. So, girls' scores tonight. I've uh, got there about um, fourth quarter for this. Uh, Fall City defeated Rockport forty-five to thirty-six, and then uh, this game I caught a little bit of. Um, got the book and uh, took a few pictures for John Dykstra in the Maryville Forum. Not of a Valley boys defeating South Holt fifty-six to thirty-three. Uh, this was a very, very fast-paced game, especially the first quarter, you know, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, up and down the floor. Thought that was um, a good game there. Um, close game, believe it was a six-point game at the half. Nottoway Valley was able to extend the lead in the second half. Defeating South Hold, um, according to a tweet that John Dykstra sent out, quote tweeting um, my final score tweet, South Hold actually beat Nottoway Valley previously. Um in the, I can't remember what tournament it was or whether it was a regular it season regular, game. Yeah, regular season game. Regular season game, and you know, so they kind of avenged that loss um, there. So, um, so Nottoway Valley beat South Hole tonight, fifty-six to thirty-three. Let's run down some of these other tournament scores tonight in Carney tonight. Um, no misprint on this score. Benton Girls defeated Hogan Prep tonight, seventy-one to six. Um, Yo, just a big-time win for the Cardinals. Hogan Prep girls just having a tough time with it. I know that um, they they all, they all got defeated by West Platt last Wednesday, 73-9. to So, Hogan Prep's just having a little bit of a hard time putting points on the board. I wish them better throughout the season there. Um, Benton was able to win that one, 71-6. Liberty North, really good basketball team in Class 6, defeating Lafayette girls, 68-39. to Benton girls will play Kearney in one of the semifinals there Wednesday night, while the Lafayette girls will take on North Kansas City in a consolation bracket game there on Wednesday as well. Let's go into the Lawson tournament real quick. Girls scores Cameron over Trenton 32-30, to and then Lawson girls over Gallatin 43-39. to Great to see Lisa Glenn a couple weeks ago at the LeBlanc tournament. Um, coach of Jackie Stelton-Pole, um, Stephanie Hughes, and Mike Ziesel there, the coaches there for Bishop LeBlanc honoring um, Coach Glenn during their um, LeBlanc Tournament Championship game against Savannah a couple weeks ago. Great to talk to her. Glad um, a lot of prayers went out to her. Glad she, she was in remission, everything like that. Um, also, huge shout-out there to Coach Glenn and that program there at Lawson. So let's go to the boys' scores here real quick. How about this one? Gallatin 70, um, Lawson 39. Tremendous basketball program there. Gallatin receiving votes there. In class two A, I think definitely they should be ranked. Yeah, I in do. class two, um, a little bit of a milestone here. How about Peyton fighting for um, Gallatin? Had the opportunity to see him in um, football against East Buchanan. Gonna go see him and Isaac Bird and the boys there in basketball this week. Um, a thousand points for Peyton fighting, tremendous player there for the Bulldogs. I'll offer up your thoughts on that, Jeremy. Um, I, I think Peyton Fine is a tremendous player. He's really coming into his own this year. Uh, he's did more athletic. Uh, you know, I, I think he's really been a key for Gallatin. Uh, you know, Isaac Bird has really been the one that you know a lot of play, people have keyed on, and, and I think Peyton Peyton is just becoming a, a really great player for Gallatin, and and, and I think it really becoming much tougher for uh, teams to to defend against him 
uh, having those two players, and, and and they have some other other really good players too, like you know adding Brett Henry in there too. But uh, you know, I, I think Peyton has really gotten to the level that Isaac Bird was, you know, as one of the top players in the league, and and has really taken a lot of the pressure off Bird, and, and he's he's just a talented player. Yeah, though I mean, those two were tremendous in basketball and football. I, they're tremendous on the basketball court as well. Looking forward to seeing those boys this week in the Lawson tournament. Um, thinking Saturday, might do Thursday too. Haven't quite decided on that. I know I have kind of penciled in on my schedule to go to the Cardinal Classic on Thursday. Might switch that up yeah, to they're, Lawson. They're playing Chillicothe on Thursday. Gallatin and Chillicothe are playing. Yep. So. Speaking of Chillicothe, they are playing Chillicothe. Chillicothe beat Trenton tonight 57 to 21. There was the final score there. And Lawson, Billboard's Classic. And Lathrop, maybe Cannon Boys over University Academy, 56 to 48. Lathrop Boys over Northland Christian, 65 to 34. Girls score in the Bill Birds Classic. University Academy, 44. Mid Buchanan, 40. Stanbury Tournament, bunch of GRC teams in this. Um, Mount City defeating Stanbury, 41 to 37 on the, on the boys' side. And then Albany over Worth County, 40 to 29 there. Girls scores. From the Stanbury Tournament, Mound City 50, Stanbury 41, King City 45, Worth County 29. Uh, the Wild Card Invitational, formerly known as the Osborne Tournament, it is now the call of the Wild Card Invitational games taking place at both Stewartsville and Osborne. So, um, girls scores here, DeKalb 43, Savannah JV 24, Polo over Union Star 71 to 27, Polo girls undefeated still on the regular season tremendous basketball team there in polo north platte girls 86 stewartsville osborne 13 north platte receiving votes there along with polo in the class two girls poll winston 62 pattensburg 59 in overtime boys scores from the wild card invitation include polo over union star 70 to 30 pattensburg over to cap 73 to 47 north platte over the mid buchanan jv 68 to 26 um and then the last game of the night ending just a little bit ago, Stewartsville, Osborne, 37, Winston, 32. Um, Jeremy, I know that we talked about Peyton Fine a little bit. You, um, you have any thoughts um, on any of these games, um, any of these other games? Um, so, so one I'll say is Stewartsville, Osborne over Winston. The, you know, Winston has actually dominated that tournament. Uh, I, I don't know how many years in a row they've won it, but it's been a long time since anybody has won that tournament on the boys' side other than Winston. So that's a significant victory for Stewartsville Osborne over Winston is you're going to have a new champion in that tournament on the boys' side. Uh, North Platte, Stewartsville Osborne, Polo, and Pattsburgh are the four that are in the, in the winner's bracket. So one of them is going to uh, be crowned as new champion, uh, which is which is a, a kind of a monumental shift because Winston has really been the dominating team in that tournament for a long time. So that rounds out our Monday night basketball scores. I also want to give a congratulations to the uh, – I know we haven't done a podcast episode for a couple of days. Congratulations to the Bishop LeBlanc girls on Friday night defeating Chillicothe on Friday night there at Grace Gymnasium. LeBlanc girls' biggest – MEC victory since they beat Benton a couple years ago in 2021 there at Grace Gymnasium. Great win there for the LeBlanc girls. They're still undefeated, number two in class two. Um, Western women defeating Northwest for their sixth straight victory. Congratulations, Coach Whitaker and her team. And then the number five ranked um, Northwest men defeating Missouri Western. Those two games took place in Maryville. Those two teams 
will meet in St. Joseph February 18th at the MWSU Fieldhouse. Also want to give a shout out to everybody um, who um, came out to my private birthday dinner on Saturday night at Texas Roadhouse. Came out to the um, to the podcast celebration slash birthday party at the Rolling Hills Library on Sunday. Thank you to every one of you who showed up. Thank you to every one of you who um, brought a gift. Overwhelmed by the gifts and everything. Cards. Everything I received. Um, I have truly the best fans and the best supporters in the world. I'm truly thankful for all of you guys. Thank you guys also for... <coughs> Excuse me. So also want to thank you to everybody who um, texted me, messaged me, Insta- DM'd, Facebooked me, called me. And wish their happy birthday wishes. Thank you all so much. I love you all from the bottom of my heart. This isn't my podcast. This is ours. I'm truly glad. I'm thankful and blessed beyond measure to have this platform and to be able to share all of this with you guys. That will round out for tonight's episode. I want to give a a huge thank you to... um, Jeremy Benson for um, not only giving me a ride to and from Fairfax tonight, but also joining me here on the podcast. Jeremy, go ahead. Um, you can plug um, anything you want with the Grand River Conference you want to share. Uh, sure. If you want to visit Grand River Conference, it's grandriverconference.com. Uh, you can visit us on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram at Grand River C-O-N-F. Uh, and uh, you know, I have uh, podcasts, too, that you can go to podcast.grandriverconference.com. Uh, not as often as uh, Cliff has uh, Cliff has on his, but uh, I, I have had a, a, a few lately, so check it out there. And, and also the blog on blog, blog.grandriverconference.com. Definitely great rep- Jeremy's great representation there for the Grand River Conference. Definitely getting all those um, schools and programs there, some exposure. Jeremy, thank you so much for... Um, the ride thank you so much for joining me on the podcast we will be back tomorrow night for another edition of the podcast thank you tomorrow um missouri western men have a makeup game at home at the mwsu field as at 4 p.m against um, ford hay state and then on tuesday night also the benton cardinal boys classic will start um how about this game for the cardinal classic to kick off the first day savannah boys against the central boys that will be at 6 p.m. there at Springer Gymnasium at Benton. And then right after that at 7.30, Van Horn boys will take on Benton to round out the tournament. Big game on the Kansas City side to start off that bracket. Winnetonka against Hogan Prep. Both those teams are doing tremendous. I believe Hogan Prep has one or two losses on the season. Winnetonka is undefeated on the season still as well in the Kansas City metro area. That will do it for tonight's edition of the podcast, we will be back with you tomorrow night for a roundup of all the scores, all the tournament action, and we will see you tomorrow night for another edition of the Post-it Notes. <laughs>